realized that it wasn't more about hopping on a trend because about a month into the AirPods thing, it died off. Um, but it was more about building a long lasting brand and, uh, and something that people can relate with. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name is Apple Crater and I'm your host. Today in this episode, we are diving deep on drop shipping. Okay. If you guys aren't familiar with what drop shipping is, you're going to get a full crash course on it. In this episode, you're going to find out how to actually drop ship and get continuous business because a lot of people think that drop shipping is just a one and done business where you get somebody in the door once with Facebook ads or some other kind of marketing, you get the single purchase and then they're done. But, but Joe Staber is who we're talking to today. And he's going to walk us through exactly how to build a sustainable drop shipping business where people are coming back time and time again to purchase from you. And this is the strategy that he has used that has allowed him to make multiple six figures online through drop shipping. So you're definitely going to learn a ton in this episode. Joe also talks a lot about the emotional side of entrepreneurship because he had to go through some very serious things to get to the place where he's at now. He struggled with depression. He dropped out of school and all of that was able to bring him to the place where he's at today. So without further ado, let's get into this drop shipping crash course with Joe Staber. Enjoy. Joe, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. So there's a question that I love to start off the podcast with. I've been asking all of my guests this question. And first of all, that is, do you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur? I think I would be the sole defini definition of an entrepreneur. Um, being in college about a year ago and just absolutely being miserable about where I was in life. I didn't really know where I was going, what I was doing, what my goals, what I wanted to do in life. And uh, I kind of just, I came across this whole, this whole field of uh, just starting your own online business, pursuing your own goals, being your own boss. And I kind of just fell in love with it over the last year. Um, it's been hard. It hasn't been easy. I've lost a lot of friends, but considering how much I've went through and how much I'm still pushing forward, I think I would be the sole definition of an entrepreneur. Um, at least at this age. I don't really know where it's going to go forward in the next 20 years, but with what I put in in the last year, I would definitely consider myself a 1,000% an entrepreneur. I love it. I love it, man. That was a lot of, of different things that you mentioned right there. But uh, the, the follow-up question that I like to lead that into is what do you consider an entrepreneur to be? You mentioned a couple things like following your goals, being your own boss, but like what does entrepreneur mean to you? And when you say that word, and when you hear that word, what are the associations that you make? Well, I think one of the problems with today's society, man, is everybody wants to be secure, right? Everybody wants to feel safe. Everybody wants to, you know, they, they want that money to be guaranteed. And 100%. when you work a nine to when you work work a nine to five job, you're guaranteed a paycheck, right? You yeah. feel secure. You might you might get into it every day, kind of like I don't want to do this anymore. But at least you know the money's coming in. You don't have to worry about paying your bills because you know the money's going to be there. Yep. And the thing with entrepreneurship is you're taking risk, right? So you lay it all on the table to make it because you realize that there is a, a greater side to be on. If you can make it to the side of success, um, you can be making a lot more money. You have a lot more ability to do things. You can live the life you want to live it on your own terms. And that's what entrepreneurship is to me. Basically being able to not live in the nine to five everyday uh, stable mentality, but to actually go out there make the risk, you know, take all the risk in the action and then, and then reap the benefits when it happens. But, the other side of entrepreneurship is understanding that things are going to be hard, right? I mean, you're going to run into struggles, you're going to run into problems. And just because you hit a roadblock does not mean you give up and go back to your nine to five job is you make a way for it to work. You make, you make sure that you're going to end up on the right side, whether it be, you know, working a nine to five job to get a little bit extra money to fund your business or, you know, washing cars or selling free shit on Craigslist. It doesn't really matter what it is, but taking that extra step to go that extra mile to be able to do what you want to do in life. I believe that is entrepreneurship. 
and it can be used in, any, in every in every form between starting your own online business to you know having a digital agency to you know doing freelance work whatever it might be just being your own boss and being able to live on your own terms without having to worry about somebody else telling you what you're worth completely agree and with that with that stability and with that security that a job provides it can also be pretty it, it's very limiting because you're so constrained by the expectations and the salary and all of those things that you're not able to to get to those next levels and really make those leaps and bounds that you're able to as an entrepreneur so I, I'm, I'm really glad you touched on that and also on the on the side hustling side of things so can you give our listeners just a quick idea of how old you are so I'm 20 years old. I literally just turned 20 December 9th and we're recording this at the end of January. So I've only been 20 for about a month, but uh, I only started at 19 years old. I mean, the very beginning of 19, I started wow. and I'm just turning 20 and I'm here now. So I mean, it's, it goes to show you like I've lost a lot of friends in high school and stuff, but I've yeah. also gained a bunch. And I think what the, one of the big things that people have learned, at least through me is uh, that anybody can do it, right? I mean, I was a bad kid in high school. I, I, I didn't do the things the way I should have. I failed out of a bunch of grades and I just, I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a good friend growing up in high school. Jeez. And I got to this mentality around 18 or 19 years old. And I just, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I just, I completely flipped my mind switch and uh, completely flipped my mindset was what I meant to say. But <laughs> long story short is, man, I, I, uh, I think that through the journey, I've kind of showed a lot of other people that like had it off a lot better than me in high school. Yeah. And it's possible because if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's wacky, dude. You were born just two days before me, actually. I just turned 20 on December 11th. So that's, oh, wow. that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. that's crazy, that's dude. Happy belated, brother. <laughs> <laughs> to you as well, man. So, so with, with you just getting started at 19 years old, I, I know you had an article published on Medium that basically talked about how you were able to grow this six-figure business in like less than eight right. months. So can you start right. off by telling us about how, how you got started? So in high school, were you like side hustling? Were you doing anything entrepreneurially or did it really so, get started at 19? So if you need to cut this out, that's totally fine. But uh, I'll say it <laughs> twice so you can kind of edit it. But um, I, uh, I used to sell weed actually in high school. Really? And uh, I was not a good kid. I was not a good kid. But I'll tell you what, I, I got introduced to the side of sales as about a freshman. And I understood the, the understanding of buying and selling and needing to make a certain amount. And that was kind of my first step into the door. Um, but when I, when I actually started becoming an entrepreneur and when I really started actually learning this lifestyle was, um, Gary V was a massive inspiration to me. I always followed him. I had met him in person. He just always was somebody that really, really intrigued me. Dang. And, uh, I watched, I watched about an hour long podcast with him mm -hmm. and he talked about the, uh, the ability of the side hustle, whether it be, you know, yard selling or buying and selling any of that stuff. It yeah. really intrigued me. I wanted to test it out. So uh, one of the things he said to do is if you didn't have any income to start was to find a friend or grab a pickup truck, go on the Craigslist free section in your yep. area and grab a couch or a refrigerator <laughs> or some sort of good or service and resell it on Letgo. And I was like, is it really that freaking easy? <laughs> and uh, I, I found like my first couch. It was in decent condition. I emailed him on a Monday morning and I said I could pick it up on Friday morning. And when he confirmed that I could come grab it, I spent Tuesday through Friday basically trying to find a buyer. <laughs> and on Thursday, Thursday morning, I found a buyer. So what I did was I picked it up Friday morning, I drove it straight to his house, dropped it off, made $100. Wow. And I was like, all right, there you go. Because if I do that two or three times a week or two or three times a day that much, I'm making as much as I would at a nine to five job. And I realized that if you work smarter, not harder, you can actually make more money. And uh, that was kind of my first like step into the door. And uh, when I realized how easy it was, I was like, okay, I, I got to full-fledged get into this. 
And um, I actually made that a full-time job. Me and my buddy really? were literally picking up couches day in and day out, dropping stuff off. And I probably did about 10K in my first like two months. That's crazy. Um, and for, for me, that was like a little bit more than my nine to five job. So I was happy. And I was working way less of the time. I was working usually 40 hours a week. Now I was putting in maybe, maybe 10 to 15. Wow. Um, and it was, it was awesome. So I really loved that. And uh, then I went to college. So I didn't really have the ability to be able to do that as much. Where'd you go to school? And um, I went to Millersville University in Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, I went there to play ice hockey because I was an ice hockey player. And uh, that was the only thing that I liked about the school. I literally went because it was the social stigma. You have to go to college to get yep. a job. And I wanted to be able to show my friends I was successful. So me playing hockey there was kind of like, a, you know, a, uh, something that made me feel good. So yeah. I, stayed, I stayed for the sport. And uh, when I realized that I was only staying for the sport, I was miserable in all my classes. I wasn't even partying on Friday and Saturdays. Um, I was just scrolling through Instagram one night. I didn't like going to frat parties because it was just too, cons you know, consumed. Yeah. you have nowhere to move, nobody to talk to. <laughs> It wasn't my thing. And uh, I had partied in high school. So I was like, I'm over this. I'm ready to get to the end of the workforce. Yeah. And um, I saw an advertisement on drop shipping. And just like I think 99% of the people that get introduced to it was like, there's no way this works. It's too good to be true. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't believe in it. And I completely called it a scam. I thought it was a hoax. But uh, I started seeing it more and more and more. And I eventually just one night, I was bored as shit. I was pissed off that I was starting to deplete out of my, my money from my last job. But I wasn't going to go work a nine to five while I was at school. That was too much. Mm -hmm. So I figured out a way to, to test out this drop shipping thing. And I invested about the last $5,000 I had over the next three months. Wow. And um, I lost it all. <laughs> wow. I lost, just about, I lost just about every dollar I put in. Not where I expected um, it to go. Now. Yeah, about to about the $500 point. And I, I, I'm not saying this to deter anybody from starting dropshipping, but I thought I knew it all and I wanted to do it myself. I didn't want to take anybody's advice. I didn't want to buy yeah. a course. And uh, it worked out awful for me. So the first thing I did was I said, well, I just lost $4,500. I'm not giving up. I'm making this money back. Mm -hmm. So I invested my last $500 that I had into an online program um, where I hired a mentor. I got one-on-one -on -one help. And, uh, over the next two months I went out and I made some, you know, side hustle money mm -hmm. and I invested about another $500 in the Facebook advertising using his method this time mm -hmm. and shit completely changed. I saw my first profitable month. Uh, I sold, I mean, I spent out $500 on advertising. I pulled in about six fifty. So, I mean, it wasn't a crazy amount of money, but it was no. like, Hey, this is working, right? Like yeah. I can actually use this. And when I got that mentality, I was like, okay, I'm going to go full fledged into this. And, uh, I did that for about an extra month and a half while I was still in school. And mm -hmm. I called my parents in December, right around last year on my birthday. And I said, this isn't for me. I want you to let me take one month of school off. I mean, one semester of school off. If it doesn't go as planned, if you're not happy, I'll go back. Because they were supporting me. They were helping fund it. So I wasn't yeah. going to you know, go behind their back. They gave me the blessing to take one semester of school off and just pursue this full time. And uh, having the ability to not worry about classes and schoolwork, I was able to dive in about an extra 20, 50% of my time. Yeah. into personalizing my business. I created a click funnel. I created a course. I created like, you know, just, I'm getting ahead of myself. I did about a hundred K, I did about a hundred K on my store. And I decided to start my own program, start my own course. And uh, by the end of the first semester, it was fully profitable and a full, full, op, fully operational business. And uh, my parents said, pursue it full time. You can drop out. And uh, I want to see where it goes. Wow. Are, are even was, your parents entrepreneurs? Like, so my dad started his own business rotation records right here. Um, I'm actually in the recording studio, the recording booth that we built out of our basement. So 
Um, that's how I got started uh, introducing to the entrepreneurship world was I was actually helping them build their business of rotation records through the marketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw that that was successful, that's how I got introduced to dropshipping. I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. But okay. Because I built this business up and because I had an, uh, uh, an understanding of how the business worked, I went to my dad. I said, I've learned everything I've learned from you. Mm -hmm. You started your own successful business. There's no reason I can't at 19 years old. And if it's not successful, me going to school a year later from now isn't going to bother me, right? Like it's not going to hurt me in the long run one yeah. extra year to graduate. Who cares, right? So when he saw how successful it was becoming and the traction that I was getting and the events that I was going to, I think he kind of, it clicked in his head that, it, that there was something that he didn't understand in today's generation. He was just like, you know what, dude, give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, we'll figure it out. And uh, him believing in me was one of the biggest reasons I was successful because I don't know if I would have had the, the time and the energy to work as hard as I did if I was stuck in school and, and stressed out because of my, my classwork. So yeah. it's been a really cool year. It's been a really cool year. That's, that's really, that's really wild, man. And, and most people, I feel like, First of all, why why did you decide that you want that it was time to approach your parents and like talk about dropping out? Because you said you weren't satisfied with school, but like there's there's definitely a line between like not being satisfied at school and like dropping out. Like there's a lot of people right, who so, are going to school and not dropping out. So like what what made you push was, you over the edge? It was one of those things, man. This is where it gets personal because I was going through a lot. I was going through a breakup at the time. I dated this girl for about two or three years. And I think Jeez. a lot of people our age deal with that. They, they date throughout high school and they yeah. get to college and they realize things aren't going to work out. So it's a, it's a big issue in today's society. But what I was going through was this period of time where I had lost my close friends. I had lost somebody in my relationship and I was very lonely. I was meeting new people at college and you know, like you make new friendships, but they're not like that close bond you had throughout an entire high school experience. Yeah. And I think being really lonely sent me into this pit of depression where I was just very, I was very down on myself. I wasn't motivated. My lack of confidence was just completely gone. I was always down on myself. And I just found myself super unmotivated to do literally anything. I mean, I wasn't even getting out of bed in the morning. I was skipping class, sleeping until 12 or one o'clock. It was just, it was just awful. Jeez. And uh, I called my parents and I just said, I mean, this is the beginning of the rest of my life. Like I, I can't get into this habit of living like this because the thought of working for somebody else or going to college, like it just, it didn't satisfy me. I felt unsatisfied and almost suicidal about the fact that I was going to have to live the rest of my life that way. And uh, when I got introduced to this entrepreneurship field, it kind of was just like a, a silver lining for me. And it was kind of like, you know, things can be different if I, if I really put in the work and I actually, you know, can see the results. Because one of those things about working for a job with somebody else is like, they're telling you what you're worth, right? Like you're yeah. worth $9.50 to me. Like that's all you're worth. I can find anybody to stock a shelf. So when I got to the point of feeling like I wasn't valued, my person wasn't valued, I was like, how can I make me worth money, right? And I found a skill that worked for me and I just went on from there. But to get back to your point was I called my parents. And I basically just said, this isn't for me. I'm miserable. I cannot do this for four more years. We have to figure something out. And I think that kind of sparked a scare, like a, a scare in my dad. And he was like, you know what, let's do it. Let's just see how it goes. And thank God he was supportive because if I had a parent that wasn't supportive, I don't know where I'd be right now. Dang, that's, that's wacky, man. And that's, that's a huge, huge thing to deal with. And yeah, sometimes you just have to make that big change. You just have to say like enough is enough and I have to do something because whatever I'm doing right now just is not working at all. So right. 100%, 100% agree with you on that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what happened next? So you had this dropshipping business, you took a semester off, you, you really grew it to a place where it's, where it's profitable and where it's bringing you in an income. What, what came next? Um, so, I mean, I got to a point, obviously, where I was just testing advertising on Instagram using influencer marketing. So mm -hmm. for anybody that's listening to this that doesn't understand what influencer marketing in is, it's basically if I have a camping brand, I'm going to reach out to people that 
portray the camping lifestyle, send them a product, send them some sort of uh, payment in exchange for them promoting my services and my product on their account. Because if they have a, a solid following for people who are interested in a camping product and they promote a camping product, the chances of their, in, their audience being interested is very high. Yeah. So we would, we would advertise through influence marketing and then through targeted uh, marketing on Facebook. And when I started seeing a profit, um, my two biggest brands were, yes, a camping brand, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, I hopped on the trend of AirPods. So Apple released their wireless Bluetooth AirPods. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately, there were a bunch of knockoffs that you could sell, remakes. And uh, because I was in the whole dropshipping realm, that's what I hopped in on. So I was selling um, knockoff AirPods for about $29. And I was getting them for about 11 or 12 um, at wholesale. So mm-hmm. I was seeing a good profit margin. I just saw a lot of success and I realized that it wasn't more about hopping on a trend because about a month into the AirPods thing, it died off. Um, but it was more about building a long lasting brand and, uh, and something that people can relate with. So I stuck with the camping brand. I called it Mountaineer Gear and uh, I basically just, just designed the lifestyle around the brand. Um, mm-hmm. And I created an environment where people actually felt comfortable buying off of me. So I was getting recurring customers, recurring purchases. And that's when I realized I kind of was on to something, right? So um, I had some friends in my family ask me, like, what are you doing, bro? How do I get started? How are you doing this? And uh, it just was a very friendly, like, here's how you do it. Here's how you get started. I go over to my friend's house on a Friday and spend all day teaching him how to do it, helping him set up his website. And uh, it was just very personable uh, hmm. between friends and family. And I had about two or three really close friends of mine who really dived into it like I did. And they started seeing results. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I purchased an online course, it taught me how to do it, and now I just taught two other people how to become successful, and they just quit their jobs. Wow. And uh, that's when I realized, I was like, okay, like I could take this a step further. Like if, he, if somebody else my age can teach a program, I, I can teach a program. So I basically just learned as absolutely much as I could. I tested every little thing, so I knew every nook and cranny of the business. And then I started an online course. I was only selling it for $49.99, very cheap compared to wow. the other industry uh, marketers. I got a decent following and when I realized that I was selling a $50 program and I had hundreds of students actually sending me DMs, getting results, I was like, all right, we got something. It's time to like go hit the ground running. Yeah. And that's kind of when things really changed for me. I, I got a content creator. I got a videographer. Um, I had an edit, like the whole, the whole nine yards. I, I had somebody following around with the cat. Like I did everything I could to make sure I was building my personal brand. Um, and taking up at the least amount of time that I had so I could put all my energy into helping students and helping, you know, grow the business. Mm. So I started a course where I added a video once or twice a week on a specific topic. I let students choose the topic that they wanted it to be on. So they were getting the content that they wanted to get. And, um, again, when I would just, I saw students seeing results, I knew it was time to, uh, to take it full fledged. hundred percent. Wow. That's huge. And one thing you mentioned earlier on is that you were getting recurring sales. Like when I think of dropshipping, a lot of times I just think of like a one and done relationship. Like you put up a Facebook ad, they come through your Facebook ad and they buy something and then they're done with you. But to actually build a business where you're getting recurring sales is is a a very different thing than what I usually think of with dropshipping. So is is that the way that the industry kind of works? Is that just a misconception I have or or are most people out there doing it? No, it's not a misconception you have. And that's actually, that's that's most of the reason that most dropshippers don't see success is because they, they're focusing more on the the marketing, right? They bring in a customer. That's great. They part, they purchase. Okay, great. You made a sale. But the number one issue I think with dropshipping is, is if you want a long-term business, you need customers to come back because the yeah. problem with dropshipping right now is you order a product, you send it out and it takes like seven to 21 days to get there. Yeah. And with Amazon being a, a kingpin in the, in the industry, they take a day, two days to get you your product. Why is somebody going to continue ordering off of you? And it takes two days. 
Um, and I think one of those big, that, that big issue that I, that I overtook is what most people don't realize is that yes, I drop ship. Okay. I start my own online business. I outsource products. I resell them. I make profit. But when I start seeing a decent amount of sales, I continue to invest in my business. For example, I will then order in bulk. I will ship to a U.S. fulfillment center. I'll put my own logos on the products and I'll take two or two to seven days to ship. Now I have a customer that feels happy about my brand, is happy to purchase off me again and they come and they come back. And the second big thing I have to mention is nobody, nobody is taking advantage of email marketing. I mean like only the top people in the industry. Hmm. It is a proven, a proven fact that a customer has to interact with you and your business on average seven times before they feel enticed to actually give you, give you their credit card information or purchase a product off of mm -hmm. you. Whether it's a $7 product or a $700 product, it does not matter. If they haven't heard of you or interacted with you multiple times, they're not gonna feel comfortable. Yeah. So people don't realize that running a Facebook ad is not the most profitable way to grow your business. I, what I do with Facebook advertising is I get leads, right? I get you into my email marketing system and then once or twice a day, I ping you with an email about what it is I do, how I can provide you free value, you know, what you're interested in. For example, I have a social media growth agency. I heard you do the same thing, so maybe we can connect on this. Mm -hmm. But I reach out, I basically say, do you want three free months of Instagram growth? Swipe up, give me your email. It's a giveaway. And at the end of the month, three people are selected to get free Instagram growth and the rest are ping with emails about, you know, upselling them on my service, et cetera, et cetera. And after about 10, 15 days of hitting them with emails, you, you'd be crazy to see the conversion rate on these customers that I didn't think I was originally going to bring in, but are now full paying every month customers. So it's one of those things that you have to realize that it's not just Facebook marketing, but it's about putting yourselves in their lives as many times as possible and really creating a brand around yourself. You're not selling a product, you're selling yourself. And if somebody feels you know, engaged, if somebody feels happy to buy off of your brand, they're going to continue buying off of you. For example, right? When I buy jeans, I go to PacSun, Zoomies, Forever. Like I have, I have my companies that I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. I like to buy the same products. I go to the same dentist. It's the same thing with business, right? If you're a company that somebody feels happy with and they like their products or services, they're going to keep coming back. But if you take three weeks to ship to them, you're going to lose them. So bottom line, getting back to that point is it is possible to grow to where I'm at, but everything starts off with drop shipping. So you're going to lose your first 300 customers. They're not going to come back because you can't get the product to them in time and the product might mm -hmm. not be the quality that they're looking for. But when you make enough money and you do enough in, in your sales revenue on Facebook, you can take it to that next level because it's not that much more money. I'm just outsourcing and instead of, you know, having the product directly, it's, it's wholesaling. So it's a little confusing. Don't get me wrong, but that's why I go over it in my course and everything. And I make sure that I, I dot the T's and I, I cross the, I, mean, I cross the T's <laughs> and dot the I's and, uh, and, that's, that's kind of my main focus is making sure that a customer feels as if we're a, we're a full-time brand and not a drop shipping website and to make, make it a community where they want to continue to shop in the future. Mm, exactly. And like people buy from people, like you said, like people aren't going to buy from like a faceless brand that they don't have any connection with that they've never heard of before. So it's really important to get those multiple touch points. And then did you say that you're emailing people once or twice a day? Is that what I heard? So for the first week or two, absolutely. So um, I think the biggest thing is obviously the first emails provide whatever you offer. So if you're signing up for any, if you're signing up for a giveaway, mm -hmm. welcome to our giveaway. Our winners are selected. Blah 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 blah. Done. Then it's you know you know uh, email two is providing free value. So if they're signing up for a giveaway to grow their personal brand, well then they're obviously interested in growing their personal brand. So what what kind of advice can I give them? What resources can I give them to do that without having them to spend a dime? Just free mm -hmm. value, right? So for two or three days, once or twice a day, hey man, check out this video. Hey man, do this. Like tips, tricks, advice, um, links to my own videos, 
And basically I get them to know who I am and then I leave them alone for four or five days, six days, hmm. maybe even a week. And then I ping them again. Hey man, how you doing? Wanted to check up, see how your Instagram growth was going. If you're having any problems, here's a link to my service. We'd love to get you involved, blah, 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 blah. Here's a discount. Two days later, we saw you haven't signed up for our discount. Here's an extra 20% off. This is like the last time we can offer this for you. If you don't sign up in the next 24 hours, we'll probably have to, you know, go our separate ways. We're mm -hmm. really interested in getting you involved. If they don't conform then, we leave them alone for about another week or two and then we more free value. And it's repeating the cycle of free value advertising, free value advertising. Hmm. And, uh, and then also testimonials. If there's some testimonials in yep. there, this is what we did for other people. This is what we can do for you. And, and, and kind of just really enticing them to buy. But yeah, going back to your point, the first week I really ping them with a lot of information and then I kind of leave them alone because I want them to know who I am. And uh, it's a proven fact that you're, you're more enticed to be engaged with when they first sign up mm -hmm. than four or five days down the road when they're kind of like, okay, I'm done with this guy. Mm -hmm. um, if you kind of really grab their attention from those first few days and go, you know, who is he? What does he do? I want to be able to be just like him. How can I grow my business like he grew his? They're a lot more enticed to then open up my following emails in the weeks to come. So that's, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it. Yeah, 100%. Just getting that top of mind awareness and like when people have actually interacted with you and when they actually care, that's when you got to hit them hard. So I think that's really, really powerful. And that might be something that I implement more into my business because right now I do have an email sequence, but it's definitely not that much. So <laughs> I might have to, might have to. Uh, what, what, service do, what service do you use for email marketing? I use Aweber for that. Okay. I use, I use MailChimp, but uh, okay. at the same time, a lot of them are the same. It's just the reason I like MailChimp is it's free. Yep. And, uh, you can literally create a campaign, right? So you set up a list, a funnel that adds people to that list as they give you their email. And then you can have it automatically sequenced, right? So like this message yep. gets automatically sent. The second somebody joins my emailing list, they automatically get this first email. Exactly. 24 hours, 24 hours later, they get that one. And so, so you can literally create a campaign of, of sequenced emails. And then you can see how many people opened it, how many people unsubscribed, how many people actually clicked the link. And it's just super like, and then I can see, okay, well, this email worked way better than email 10. So what was I doing right in email two and not right? In, and then I, you can actually like, you know, continue to build on and, and you learn what works and what doesn't and you become a lot better at your industry. So exactly. definitely, I, I think, and it's a, it's a staggering stack uh, um, uh, statistic that people are kind of like, are you serious? I pull in 60% of my revenue through email marketing. 60%. Really? Over half of my of my uh, my profit comes straight from email marketing. I think when people hear that, like, holy crap, I gotta I gotta start buckling down on this whole email marketing thing. Yeah. Because yeah. when I when I really took it seriously, I literally saw a double in my profit. I was like, okay, we're gonna continue this. So uh, I always push email marketing to everybody that uh, that I speak with. Yeah, and an email list is such a valuable asset because unlike Facebook marketing or like Instagram ads, like it's free. Like once you have their email, you can send them as many emails as you want. Like once they've opted well, that in, goes back list, to the, that goes back to the recurring customers, right? So yeah. if you get somebody email list and they're happy with your product or service, they continue to buy off of you because they're seeing your email. You didn't spend a single dollar on that advertisement, so every dollar that you make is is one hundred percent profit compared exactly. to Facebook, where you're pulling in about a thirty three percent margin. So, if I spend hundred k on Facebook ads, I'm seeing about a thirty three k in return. That's not bad by any means. I'm still no. making money, but compared to a platform where you're not spending any money on advertising, yeah. it's unbeatable. Exactly. Exactly. It's a very powerful service. And I used to use MailChimp. I actually, I kicked off of there like twice, which is a story for another day. Um, but yeah, I used to used to do MailChimp. When did you get into the social media side of things? Like when did when did it shift from dropshipping? I'm assuming the you very, still do. Not the very beginning. Before, 
before drop shipping even started, bro. Um, really? I've always been. So I think one of the one of the big touching points I make to people in our our, our age to try and inspire them is how, like how much time I'll ask you how much time you spend on social media a day. Oh, like, ridiculous! I mean, you're, you're you're building a personal brand. If you had to like think back to before you were building a personal brand, how much time were you wasting just scrolling on Instagram, Facebook, social media, Snapchat, whatever it was? I'm, I'm a bit of an anomaly because I didn't have social media until I decided to build my personal brand. Like wow. I purposely did not have Instagram, did not have Snapchat, did not have anything until well, I you wanted were, to You were the 1%. You I were know. the 1% <laughs> of people. Um, but real, real shit, like a lot of the people that I interact with, they would tell me they'd spend four or five hours a day on oh. social media, rolling, wasting their time. Ridiculous. You, you only sleep for eight hours a day. You add five, like now you're at 13 hours. You have 10 hours left. What are you doing the rest of that time? Even if you're still scrolling, doing nothing <laughs> on Instagram, you still have 13 hours left in your day, right? Yeah. What are you doing with your personal brand? But what it comes down to is I said, to, I said to these guys, you're spending four or five hours of your life every single day on social media for what? To impress your friends, to be cool, yeah. to, to get the scoop on what you're, what you're, what everybody's, what everybody's doing in life. What if we use the platforms that we know so well to start making money? You like being on Instagram. You don't like going to work. When you're at work, you're still on Instagram. So what, <laughs> if, we can make your, what if we can make your job building a personal brand on Instagram? So that's what I say to people, right? So I was always into social media my whole life. But the, what, I, what clicked in my head was why am I not using this platform to make money? Um, so when I, when that clicked, yes, I took a way more, a way bigger step into, into building my brand, you know, posting multiple times a week, mm. caring about my captions, engaging with my story, my followers that really did take a step forward. It wasn't just about posting a picture once or twice a week to stay updated. It was more or less to actually build a personal brand. So there was a switch, but it's always been a part of my life. And I think one of the reasons I enjoy doing what I do so much is because I love the social media side of things. And when I was able to turn that into an income, I was like, I could do this all day, every day and not care about working, right? Like cause working for me is literally posting deep, like responding to DMS and posting stories. That's yeah. my job. Um, <laughs> And getting paid to do that too, might I add, and better than a normal nine to five job. So that when I realized that I could make money with it, I just dumped into it full fledged. I have three accounts. I know you and John have an account, right? That you're building. Uh, yeah. So I grew an account and I sold part of it off to John. So now he's working on that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So for example, like building a following, you know, you could, you could eventually start selling products or services through that account. Yep. So whether it's influencer marketing, building your own personal brand, there's so many different ways to make money with Instagram or social media. There's no reason not to hop onto it. So I think just going back to your point is it's all about building that personal brand. And the second that I realized you can make money, I, I've dived into it full fledged. I think a lot of the people in today's society need to realize that because if they're going to waste five hours a day, they might as well make some money out of it. 100%, 100%. Now, earlier in the show, you mentioned Gary Vee and how he was somebody that you really looked up to. Were there any other mentors that really like guided you along this route that you've taken over the last like 12 months to get to where you're at now? Or who are the people that you're looking up to in this space? Well, so Gary Vee is obviously everybody's, anybody yeah. in the entrepreneurship space loves Gary Vee. It's almost impossible not to love the guy. Yeah. Um, he's one of the, you know, the most iconic mentors. And obviously, yes, there are a bunch of other influential people in my life. But I think the biggest mentor that I've had is my father. Um, really? I was blessed to have somebody that I watched start a business from scratch at a young age. I watched him build it up. I watched how we do it, uh, the, the, the connections he made, the relationships he prospered with, and how he used networking to build his own industry. And um, seeing that like my entire life and having somebody who understood the space 
every single day was, what are you doing? How are you doing it? This is what you should do. And it wasn't like he was telling me what to do. He let me have full control, but he really was a, a person in my ear constantly. This is how you should do things. Like making sure that he critiqued every issue that I had to really building uh, a personal brand for myself, like a, a brand that I was happy with. And having him along my side the entire way, he's been my greatest influence, 1,000%. Um, but Gary Vee is more of an inspiration in terms of this is what I can do. This is who yeah. I can be. This is who I can inspire. And it's more like I want to be in that position. Um, and then another really big uh, influential person in my life was Casey Adams. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't even really know that yet, but he's somebody from the Build Your Empire event. And at 17 years old, he drops out of college. I mean, sorry, he didn't drop out. He uh, graduates high school and doesn't go to college um, because he had an amazing opportunity to build his own personal brand. And when I realized the power of networking and getting involved with people in your space, he kind of just showed me that, yes, just like I try to show other people, like, because I'm young does not mean I'm, I can't be successful. Like, mm. I have a brain on my head and a, a lot of brands will pay for that brain because their brains don't think like we do, right? Like, yep. we're gens, like, we have a totally different mindset. And the reason these massive corporations are going out of business is because they can't relate to our generation. They don't know how to, uh, to advertise and to, to, to appeal to us. So they hire people my age to do that. And when I saw Casey Adams taking advantage of this and really building that network and really, like, you know, just, just building an entire personal brand. It was the first time I'd ever see somebody really do that. Um, and I was like, okay, I definitely got to hop on this wave. And I was blessed to be able to actually meet him, get his number last week. And uh, I'm looking forward to moving out there and actually connecting with those guys later on this year. But I think my dad, Casey, and and uh, uh, Gary Vee were by far my biggest influences on life. And mm. I mean, obviously, anybody that is in the space that has seen success is, is a mentor to me because I see success and I want to replicate it. But in terms of actually making an impact on me and what I've built, those three people for sure. Mm. First off, huge shout out to Casey. We got to get him on the podcast eventually. Um, he's doing yeah, huge things over with Build Your Empire. <laughs> yeah, drop drop a drop it in your story or something. Somebody somebody put you. some in your story. Tag him. I don't know. <laughs> I got. <laughs> but um, I, I can really relate with you on that thing you said about your dad and how he was a big mentor to you because my mom actually started her own business as well as I was growing up. She's been doing it for about ten years now, and she's a public speaker. She goes out and talks uh, to people about communication and how to have better conversations. And just seeing her grow her business was a really impactful thing. I mean, it really showed me like how I could do the same thing. And from a really young age, I had that imprinted on me. And she's been my best business coach by far. Like if I'm having a big issue in my business, like I can just call her up. And most of the time she's free, but a lot of the time she's busy. But <laughs> when she does have some time for me, like she is a, an amazing, amazing business coach uh, that, that is just an amazing resource to have. So I can really relate to that. And I think having an entrepreneur parent is something that's a really valuable asset to you. And it really does show you like I'm what blessed. is possible. Yeah, I'm blessed. I, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they asked me, they said, well, you know, you had such a successful role model in your life. I don't, right? I got nobody. So what, what do I do? And my advice to them is just because you don't have somebody in your life that can guide you through the way, doesn't mean you can't go find somebody, right? Yeah. Build a relationship. Like I help so many people on a day-to-day -day basis build their, online on business, build their own online business without even charging them, right? Yeah. I do have a course. I do run social media marketing. I am hired by agencies to run their ads. I do all that. And that's how I make my income. But at the end of the day, I still care about being able to provide value to people. And if somebody comes to me and they want advice, I'm not going to charge them for it. I'm going to help them out. And everybody's that way, right? If you can just touch somebody's emotional side of things and not just ask them for help, but actually mm -hmm. build a relationship, become close to somebody, just put yourself around people who are successful and they'll mentor you. Like you don't need, like, again, yes, my dad was a massive influence on me, but like without Casey, without the other guys that I've talked to in my life, I still wouldn't be where I am because mm -hmm. 
it doesn't, you don't even need a mentor. It's just, it's just replicating, right? Like yeah. copy and pasting what's working. Like <laughs> I see what Casey's doing. I fucking replicate it myself. I yeah. may be a million steps behind him, but in a million steps, I'll be where he is. Like people always say like, oh, I'm going to compare my chapter one to your chapter 17, right? Like I'm just getting started. You're so successful. Mm -hmm. Why am I not where you are? Well, because you're only on page three, dumbass. Yeah. Like you need to fucking work a little bit harder for a few more months and you'll see some success. So just put yourself around successful people, ask people questions, send out DMs, be a genuine person and mm -hmm. people will help you back, man. It's just, I didn't know anything nine months ago. I knew absolutely nothing. And I, I would consider myself now an expert in this space to be able to go to any brand and help them monetize their, their advertising to, to see an increase in profit. Wow. It's been nine months. I don't have a college degree. I watched YouTube videos. YouTube is your school for mm. entrepreneurs that are, that are watching this. YouTube is literally your school, right? 100%. Don't spend $250,000 for knowledge. It's not going to apply to you. Like people spend the money for a degree because they need it, right? Yeah. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer, a scientist, whatever it might be. You need a degree to get hired in your profession. I don't need a degree to start my business. No. You need a degree to work for me, right? <laughs> you need a degree to work for me, but I didn't need a degree to start my business. So one of those things is it's like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, like you don't need the degree, you just need the knowledge. So why not get the knowledge for free on a, on a database that's literally provided to us in today's day in society where I think that's why the social stigma is changing so much. Like college isn't worth it because they're seeing these kids like realize that they're getting scammed at $200,000 and don't get me wrong. I love what you're doing in school. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's helpful, <laughs> but for my, for my industry, right? For the sales industry, mm -hmm. I don't need it. And I'm not saying that you do that you don't need it if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever else. You need that profession. But in my industry, what I do, I found it to not be worth my time. So I just I full fledged went into YouTube, learned all the knowledge myself, and instead of hating going to class, letting it go in one year and out the other, mm -hmm. I actually wanted to consume the content. So all the knowledge that I received, I actually used to benefit my business instead of just like you know taking a test and then forgetting it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you hit on a lot of things there that I really want to dive a little bit deeper into. The first of which yeah. is like finding mentors. And that's something that has been really impactful for me. I've really been able to connect with a lot of really high profile people over the last couple months, just because of the mindset that I go into trying to work with somebody with. I'm not messaging people, asking them to pick their brain. I'm not messaging them, asking them, say, hey, can you help me with this? What would I right. do and what's been very effective for me is leading with value, okay? Because when you message somebody who, who is high profile, somebody like Casey Adams, somebody like Gary Vee, like if, if you approach them and just ask them for help, chances are they're getting thousands of messages every single day exactly. of people saying, help yeah. me, help me, help me. If, exactly. if you can go in, figure out a problem that they have, figure out something that they're struggling with or that they could be doing better or, or just some way that you could add value to their lives. And if you approach them with this attitude, you're going to have a success rate that is just so much higher because they're actually going to listen to you. They're going to value what you're saying because you're actually trying to help them instead of just like take, take, take. You're trying to actually give them at least it's something. Selfish, right. I mean, yeah. if you think like you're hitting somebody up, help me, that's selfish, right? Yeah. Like you don't give a shit about their success. You're like, oh, they're already successful. They can help me. That is the most ignorant thing I think you could do to somebody, especially that has built a person and really like values their own time, right? Because yeah. time is the most valuable thing that we have and giving advice to people takes away from our time. So if we're going to help you, it needs to be, you know, like I want to help everybody. That's why I do courses. That's why I have motivational videos because anybody can consume that content. But the one-on-one, -on -one, that takes time away from somebody. So if somebody's really going to invest in you, they want to see value out of it. And I'm going yeah. to give you a really cool story because I'm actually going to tell him to watch this because he's one of a really, really, really cool kid. His name is Tony and um, he lives out in Arizona. Right. And 
I was going out to the event. I was stressed. I was nervous. I was going out by myself. The only person I knew that was going was John. So I was going to met- network with him when I got there. Mm-hmm. But like, I was nervous. All these, meet all these masks. Like, I, yeah. I view these people as celebrities two weeks ago. <laughs> Right. And I go out here and I'm super nervous. And uh, I knew that the one thing I needed to do while I was out there was document. I needed to make sure that people saw me at the event. People saw me interacting and engaging. So I hired a videographer and I DM'd this kid named Tony. And I just said to him, I said, Hey, I'm looking to, uh, to get a video shoot done. And I was just going to pay him, right? I was just going to give him a a base fee to follow me around and get some video content. Mm -hmm. This kid, he tells me he's going to do it for free, right? He's going to hook me up. He's like, I just want to network with you. I want to learn what you're doing. I want to be involved in your space. Let's just meet up and chill and have a good time. Wow. I was like, amazing. He was already connected with one of the other entrepreneurs, Melissa. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Melissa Vong. Yeah. She was on John's podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melissa and Tony were doing a photo shoot the night before the event. So Tony DMs me, says, hey, we're doing a shoot the night before the event. If you want to meet up when you get in tonight, I'd, ha- I'd be happy to take you out. Like, you know, I didn't have a car. She's so going to pick me up. Yeah. Wow. Really, really genuine kid, right? So I get him from the airport. I get an Uber to my hotel. I meet up with him right away. Right away, I'm already in the network of Melissa now. We talk mm-hmm. for about an hour, get a photo shoot done. Next thing you know, Melissa's like, hey, we're going to go to the Build Your Empire event, and we're going to grab, I mean, the Build Your Empire house, grab uh, Sebastian, and we're going to go grab uh, dinner. So to me, this was like, holy shit, like, I'm going to go yeah. eat dinner with these guys. Like, I had put them on this pedestal. Now I'm realizing, like, after an hour of conversation, we're just normal people. And the point that I'm getting at is not the Build Your Empire event, but the point that I'm getting at here is that Tony hit me up and instead of being just a job, we created a long lasting friendship now where he has my personal phone number. We talk on a day-to-day basis. I'm helping him build his own personal brand. And he's seen such an increase in just the last two weeks working with a legacy, getting photo shoots with all the Build Your Empire guys. Like he's been able to build his personal brand now because he got connected with me Mm. and I was able to build him up, but vice versa, right? He connected me with somebody that I wasn't able to connect with originally got me to become friends with them. Now I'm eating dinner with them and within a night of the event. So he provided me with value of making me feel secure, making me feel confident in what I was doing and being able to make those relationships the day before the event. So I was during the event, it was just, Hey, how are you doing? Nice to see you again. It wasn't trying to get their attention when Mm. a thousand other people are trying to get their attention. He had already gotten me in the door the day before the event. So the point that I'm getting at here is he offered me value that I couldn't get myself right. And in exchange, I provided him with value that he couldn't get himself. And we have a long-lasting friendship because of it. And so many people have DM me, how can you help me? How can you help me? But the second I get a DM is, here's how I can help you. Yep. I instantly respond. I leave a thousand people on read, don't open DMs, because I get hundreds, <laughs> I get hundreds a day. It's, it's yep. irrelevant for me yeah. to be able to open all of them. So I prioritize what I open. And you have about six words, six words to capture my <laughs> attention, right? And it's, here's how I can provide you value. Like something like that. Like, that's all it needs for me to engage with you. So going back to your point, yes, I think if you want to, if you want to get a mentor, it, it comes down to not being greedy about it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to provide me value. Just be a genuine person. That's yeah. enough to, to make me help you. But if you can offer somebody help, or if I wanted to get in contact with you, I could say, okay, well, you know, he has his own social media growth agency. Maybe he needs help getting clients, right? So maybe mm-hmm. I come to you and say, here's how I can help you. Yeah. But I think you can help. You know what I mean? Like, so if you figure out what they need and you can provide value, you're definitely going to get a response off. Yeah, exactly. Just like show that you put a little bit of time, a little bit of effort into like thinking about their business, what they do, what could benefit them. Because if you don't and you're just like spam messaging everybody, nobody likes that and nobody wants to deal with you sending them spam messages. So that's, that's a really big thing that I want to hear. And I think the other big, the other big thing is even if you're motivated, even if you really want to care about what you're doing, what you want to actually succeed, 
90% of the messages that I have gotten, because I wanted to help everybody in the beginning. I was yeah. responding to the hundred messages, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And what I realized is they want you to do everything for them, yeah. right? Like they, they basically are like, help me. And they're like, okay, well like, let's start a store together. And I'm like, okay, but you have no idea how to run a, like, you're going to make me do all the work. Like, right. So it's just like, it's like, how can you benefit me? Like, no man, like I want to inspire you. But if you're going to ask me for help and then like you either don't do anything with what I give you, right? Like you just take the knowledge and like then don't execute or like you want me to do it for you or can you help me get so like, no, no, I can't. I did it all myself. I was yeah. in college. I was miserable in a dorm room. I sold weed. Like I was a dumbass in growing yeah. up. Like I figured my shit out but I just kept, <laughs> all I was watch a YouTube video and apply the knowledge. There is yeah. no reason that anybody can't do the same thing. So if you think you need somebody like me to be successful, you don't, but and that's just me being not just me being hardcore and, and you're basically being straight to the point, but having a mentor, having somebody to guide you along the way, having somebody to show you the ropes and what they've done that's successful it helps so much. And again, I think what I talked about it earlier, I spent about $5,000. I lost it all because I thought I was, I thought I could do it myself. Mm -hmm. I invested $500 into a course and I went profitable by next week. Like yeah. investing into, into, into resources and investing into a mentor or investing into a course 1000%. I mean, obviously I'm going to say that because I sell a course, but <laughs> it's the truth because I wouldn't be selling a course if I didn't already buy one and see the success that it brought me. Exactly. And, and just, just to like reinforce this, my, my number two mentors, my two top mentors, like ever first one, yeah, Google search bar. Second one, YouTube like, <laughs> with those two mentors. You can That's a great, I should have said that. That's honestly more true than anything that I mentioned myself. <laughs> 1000%. Like you could do, you could learn anything with just those resources. There are billions. My first Google search, how do I make money online? Yeah, and just go from there. Just go from right. there. Like you right. will get down a rabbit hole of, of Reddit and just like all these different like, articles. <laughs> You're right. You get sucked into it for about two weeks. But when you pop back out on the other side, I promise you'll be ready to go. Exactly. You're going to be well on your way. So I got some questions that I like to wrap the show up with that I like to ask all of my guests before we go. So we're going to hop right into those right now. The first of which is, uh, Joe, what are you excited about right now? So this can be something in your business, can be something, some kind of trend that's emerging in the world, some kind of social media thing that you're in on. Um, what, what are you excited about right now? Well, to be honest with you, man, I, uh, I haven't looked to the future of what I wanted to do. I'm kind of just taking advantage of where I'm at right now. That's but in terms, of being, in terms of being excited, I've been doing this for a year now, yeah. okay? Day in, day out, all day working, all night working, right? I'm finally reaping the benefits. I got invited to the event. I'm being asked to speak at other events. I mean, like that, that is what's exciting to me. Like finally seeing the, the hard work start to pay off. So with you and me on a podcast, I'm trying to get on as many podcasts as possible. Yeah. With, uh, you know, speaking at events, I'm trying to speak at as many events as possible. With building my personal brand, I'm trying to pump, pump out as much content as possible. What, what's exciting for me is literally the grind. I think that's what so many people get hung up on is they, they focus on the end goal. I love the grind, man. Like every day I'm, I love what I do hmm. and just putting out a video on YouTube, I get excited. Putting out a, a, a video on Instagram, I get excited. You know, speaking on a podcast, I was so excited to do this. I woke up so happy, ready to go. Like <laughs> this, is what's, this is what makes me happy, right? So I look forward to actually impacting people's lives. That's what's exciting hmm. to me. And if I get to get to a Gary Vee point in my life 20 years down the road, that's awesome. But I'm focused on the now, providing with people with value and building my personal brand. And anything that I do to do that excites me the most. Mm, 100,000%, man. And just getting like those DMs or those messages or those emails of people saying like, wow, you really were able to impact me. And I took what you taught me and I did this with it. Like those are just so, so powerful. And living for the day to day 
and, and just all of those messages is, is really powerful. And I can well, totally I had, so that. my, my most impactful, my most impactful testimonial that I had was this woman, she lived in Iraq. Um, she was getting paid pennies on the dollar and she was a professor at a school. So wow. one of the highest, one of the highest level people in her, in her country. And she's being paid so little, she can barely live on a day to day basis. That basically says to me, like, how are these other people in that country living? Right. Mm-hmm. So we speak, she invests her last $500 that she has to her name into my, into my program. No wow. money for advertising, no money for anything. She just says, I'm going to do this. And I advised her not to, I told her not to do it. I didn't care about the money. I cared about her being successful and her being able to feed her children. Yeah. And three weeks of me really taking care of this woman and working with her one-on-one and Instagram video chats. We couldn't call over the phone because it was, over, it was too long distance. Anything I could do to provide this woman value, I did. I helped her set up everything. Within about a month and a half, she was able to quit her job, buy a new house, and move to Canada. She is now living in Canada. And to be able to be told that I impacted somebody's life on that scale at 19 years old at the time, wow. that, was, that was like the biggest, like I, it made me so happy, man. And like, I think that was one of my biggest motivators to continue. And I haven't spoke on this yet, but like you asked what makes me happy. Like my first long-term goal is I've watched my mom work 40 hours a week at a miserable job, barely being able to pay her bills, barely being able to feed us and still giving me $20 to go have fun with my friends because she wanted me able to be able to live a life where I was happy. Mm. Seeing her sacrifice so much, my end goal is to be able to make sure she never has to pay another bill or worry another day in her life and pay wow. off her house, buy her house and just let her do whatever she wants to do in life. So that's my goals. That's what brings me happiness. And that's kind of my why as to why I do what I do. That's huge, dude. That's such an amazing, amazing impact to be able to have on somebody's life. Like you really, you're doing really big things, Thank man. You. And I'm, I'm really you. excited to see where you go. Thank you. <laughs> the next question that I got for you that I like to ask all of my guests is, um, what habits do you have that have served you most? These can be business related, lifestyle related, <laughs> or just like, what do you do on so, a routine basis? So, yeah. So a lot of people talk about their morning routines. They're yep. like, you know, how do I get into the habit every day? I am the most unhabitable person you possibly <laughs> Again, we spoke on it earlier. Like, I wake up at 10 or 11, but it's because I have found myself stuck in the social media realm, right? I want to interact with my friends, interact with my business owners, I mean, mm-hmm. business partners, interact with my students. And when I'm in during the daytime, like, I'm, I'm stuck on helping other people. So I never get anything done for myself. <laughs> and helping other people has helped myself immensely. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think my big thing is the opposite. I don't work during the day. I, I start around six or seven o'clock. I think we spoke on this yesterday when you asked mm-hmm. me a good time to be on the show. I started like six o'clock and I work until two, three a.m. because I found myself to be the most, you know, I get the most done during that time. Hmm. But in terms of habits, I like time management for me. Like I could try to force myself to work from 10 o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the afternoon, but I know that I'm going to spend half of that time answering students, answering DMs. <laughs> I'm not going to get work done. So what do I yep. do? Well, I time manage and figure out, okay, well, I'm going to get way more done between six and 12. So the point that I'm making is figure out when you're the most, you know, like when you're getting the most done, when you're the most mm-hmm. successful and capitalize on that, right? Like if you're wasting time, either figure out how to cut back on some of that time and, and replace it with, you know, actually building a value. I read this book by Joshua Denny. He gave it to me at the Build Your Empire event. It's really, really key tool right here. And there's a scale, right? Mm-hmm. One side of the scale is unsuccessful, unhabitable, uh, you know, negative things that might cause you joy, but they're not going to actually help you in life. So not it's weighing you, you Yeah. And then there's the other side of the scale of, of this is going to help me grow, become somebody better. And I just, I created every single thing I do in my life, like Josh talks about in his book, of putting things on that scale, 
right? So what, how, and between having an interactive conversation with somebody to eating breakfast, how can I make that a piece of value to add to the right part of the scale to pick me up, right? Mm. If I'm, if I'm watching Netflix, if I'm responding to texts, if I'm watching, you know, a movie or, or playing with my dog outside, those are things that you need to do to be able to have, you know, a normal life and feel like yeah. relaxed. But when you're doing it on a scale that is five, six hours or, you know, 25% of your day, you're leaving so much time. So my biggest thing in terms of, of, of habits is making sure that my time is managed because mm. as an entrepreneur, I realize that my time is the most valuable asset that I have. Huge, hundred thousand percent, man. And just having that self awareness to know like when your power hours are, because if you hear about how some Navy SEAL wakes up at four o'clock every single morning, so you think you have to wake up at four o'clock every single morning, uh, and you don't work that like that, and you you aren't productive in the morning, like do do what Joe does and like work at night, like yeah. figure out when. That's a school about being your own boss. You're not exactly. set to you know. I don't have class eight to five. I don't have a job nine to five. It's it's you want to work for two hours at noon to two and then pick it back up at six to nine. Like you can do that. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's, what's awesome about what I do and why I actually love it so much. The financial freedom and the actual, the, the freedom of my time to just pick and choose when I work, who I work with and the, the value that I charge for my services. Because 100%. again, going back before uh, giant, I'll tell you you're worth nine fifteen an hour to stock shelves, but I decided how much I'm worth an hour to provide value to somebody and having control over that is, is super key to, to one self-esteem, two outcome and three, just your overall success. Mm, totally, totally agree. Whose content, if any, are you consuming right now? So I know you just said you read that book on Gary Vee. Uh, Joshua Denny's book was really inspiring. I just mm -hmm. consumed that. Um, one of my, one of my really big, uh, influencers, I think, um, in terms of, uh, like, do you, so I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Do you consume, I read a lot of books, but I also, when I'm driving, I don't really like to listen to music. I do when I'm in a, you know, a party kind of mood, but mm -hmm. I like to play like books as a CD and listen to like, um, advice. Do you do that yourself? Yeah. So I'm pretty much always plugged into a podcast or an audiobook or sometimes music if I'm feeling like I need to get pumped up or if I'm about to go to the gym or something. But yeah, the book that I'm listening to right now is called, it's by Alex Benayan. It's called the third door. I don't know if you've heard of it, but he's, um, He's, he's a pretty influential mentor in my life. And it's basically about how it, uh, you really have three ways to get to the places you're looking to get to and like to, to overcome hurdles. You can take the first door, it, like, like the analogy is like a nightclub. So you can go to the first door, you can go, we can wait in line uh, behind 99% of all the other people to get in and, and maybe you get in, maybe you don't. The, the second way is to get to the VIP entrance and go around back. And the third way is to like bang on the window, run around back, jump in through the window and like get in however it takes to get in. So it's all about how he goes around and interviews successful people like Bill Gates, Lady Gaga, uh, Pitbull, all these guys, and really sees like what helped them get to where they're at. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting book. That was my little pitch on it. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to right now. Yeah, I think I think if I have to if I have to narrow it down to like one person who I consume the most content from, it's Gary Vee because it's not just Gary Vee, right? He's got his Daily V show. Yep. He's constantly yep. bringing on top entrepreneurs in the game that have experienced everything from music to 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 building person. Like for example, like he brings on a lot of artists, and yeah. he like for, like Russ, right? Like Russ had like a really bad like vibe. You know, fuck Russ. Like you know, nobody <laughs> loves Russ. And he, Gary Vee brings on Russ. And he's like, this is the man, the entrepreneur, like he's getting shit done. And like he inspires Russ to go out and do other entrepreneurial things. Yeah. And seeing him impact those people, he impacts myself. But also then seeing, you know, like he brings people back on the show. What did you do? What did you, and like mm -hmm. seeing how he's impacted other people's lives or what other people that, are, that, that he's interviewing have done. That's like, it's all free, like education. Like yeah. they're all giving away the 
tips and tricks, like success tips on how to do, how they did what they did. If you can consume that on a day-to-day basis, like you're going to be successful. Like one of my favorite quotes is, if you hang around the top five millionaires in the world, you are bound to be the six or the yeah. top five most richest people in the world. You are bound to be the six because yeah. if you're are surrounded by people that have that mentality, you're going to be successful. If you're hanging out with people who are smoking dope and doing nothing all day long, you're going to smoke dope and do nothing all day long. Like that's mm. just the way the human psychology works. Understanding the way the brain works, surround yourself with success. You'll see success. It's that's the number one thing for me. So thank you for asking me all these questions, man. Honestly, yeah. uh, it's a really cool experience for a podcast and uh, to be able to actually like think about where I've, where I've come from, what I've done, what's made me successful. It's also actually clicked a few switches in my mind of what I need to actually go back and zero down on because mm. I think one of the big things as an entrepreneur is like when you start to see success, you start to kind of just continue moving forward yeah. and you kind of yeah. lose, you lose sight of what's kind of brought you to your, to where you are right now. And uh, being able to rehash those things makes you think, okay, well I, I should probably focus on some of those, those things a little bit more now that I've kind of gotten to where I am. So exactly. Amazing. That self-reflection is, is really, really valuable. And it's not something that a lot of people spend a lot of time on, but that's one of the benefits of the podcast, man. It's just getting all your thoughts out there and really forces, yeah, forces you to kind of bring it all back up. That's, that's exactly. Awesome. Uh, one thing that I do in my business it, that, that really doesn't scale at all, it's not replicable, I can't like copy and paste it a thousand times, is I'll send video direct messages on Instagram. I'll like pull out my phone, I'll go selfie mode for a little bit and um, just like do a video message. Like to me, like, thing, you. On the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, asking you or just like to random followers. I'll be like, hey, thanks for following me. I really appreciate it. If there's anything, I, if there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. Um, have a wonderful day. Just like random stuff like that. And, and yeah. that's something that doesn't scale. So do you have anything that comes to mind when, when I talk about that, that, that you do in your business that doesn't really scale and that you can't like mass produce? So yeah, I mean, you can't mass produce, like just like you said, like, I mean, I get I think the number one way that I pull in clients is through Instagram DMs. Mm. But at the end of the day, I can't monetize that, right? Like no. I can only respond to so many DMs. Like it's one of those yeah. things, it's time, man. Like you can only give so much of your time to so many people. You can't, you're not going to sit there for 24 hours a day. Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> hey man, how's it going? Like, you're not going to do that. So, so I think one of the ways you could scale it first off is record a personable video that can apply to anybody. And send it True. to them, like have it pre-recorded and just press send. It'll save you some time. I like to have but their name I in like, it though. I like the personability to it. It, it engaged me. That's one thousand percent sure. So I'm not saying do that, but like that's one way to. But yeah, there's a, there's things in your business that you can't scale. But that's what's that's what makes you you. That's what makes your brand you. Yep. Like Gary V was talking. I saw an amazing interview. He said. You must have 10, 15 people that are running your personal brand. Like, how do you make sure that they're like portraying what you want them to portray? And he goes, what do you, what do you mean? It's a personal brand. He's like, you can't outsource a personal yeah. brand. It's a personal <laughs> brand. He's like, I, he's like, guys, it's me. I write all the copy. I post yeah. all the tweets. I post all my Instagram. Like, and that to me was like, holy crap. He's got seven outlets. He's posting 50 yeah. pieces of content a day and he's doing it himself. You can't scale that. Like that's just, no. so make it as personable as you possibly can. And don't worry about scaling, worry about being yourself because the other things that you can scale like Facebook advertising, marketing, uh, affiliates, like all that stuff scalable, but the stuff that isn't scalable makes you, you. So personalize it, make sure it's something that like really represents you and what you want people to portray in your brand and you'll be successful. Like don't worry about being able to send out a million of those messages a day because eventually yeah. you're going to get to a point where People are sending you those messages and all you have to do is respond. That's kind of exactly. where I'm at right now. It's just picking and choosing, you know, the DMs that are, that are the most important to my business right now. Exactly. Completely agree. Now, last question, Joe, is just where can people find out more about you? If they want to follow up with you, what are the best places for them to do so and find you at? Oh, you're going to let me advertise a little bit. Okay. Oh, always, um, man. So, be pitched. 
So look, yeah, guys, if for anybody that's listening, if you want to get involved in drop shipping, if you want to get involved with online e-commerce, there's a bunch of different things that I specialize in, right? So the first thing that I specialize in is I have a social media growth agency that basically specializes in growing businesses accounts. We bring in Instagram followers through niche, niche related uh, softwares that we have designed ourselves. And it basically brings in targeted followers that have to do with your niche. So you can boost your sales, boost your credibility, boost your business opportunities, so on and so forth. That's a monthly rate that we charge for. We have three different packages available. If you're interested in getting that, you can go to my Instagram at Stiver, S-T-A-I-B-R-R, and you can either shoot me a DM or check out the link tree in my bio. We have a link right to that. The other thing we offer is we have a course that teaches Facebook marketing and e-commerce. So if you want to build your online, build your own online store, learn how to find successful products, advertise those products, create email marketing, everything that like, even if you just want to buy this business to learn Facebook and email marketing, you can do that. But for somebody who actually wants to start an e-commerce business, I've kind of wrapped it all into one program. Again, go to my business profile at Stiber, S-T-A-I-B-R-R, click the link in my bio. You can find the course and you can find the Instagram growth. You just click on it or shoot me a DM. I'll, help. I'll be happy to get you started however possible. But guys, long story short is do not get invested into this unless you're willing to lose it all. Because at the end of the day, guys, most of the people that get involved in this lose their money because they give up halfway down the road. You mm. need to get into this business with the mindset of the long term. So if you're okay with losing a few hundred dollars up front to make it back in the long run, I'm your guy. Hit me up. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. And uh, Apple, thank you so fucking much for getting me on this podcast. And uh, I really appreciate it. You've been awesome. And I'm really looking forward to actually building a relationship going forward. Absolutely, my man. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Any parting words of wisdom you have for our listeners here today before we call it a day? Do not take advice from your parents. Do not take advice from your friends. Do not take advice from anybody in your life except the people who are already in a position that you want to be in. Mm. Everybody has their own mindset. Everybody has their own uh, opinion, their idea of what you should do. And you should not let small-minded people tell you that you can't complete your dreams because it's not something that's realistic to them. If it's realistic to you, you can accomplish your goals. And if it's not, if it's not somebody that's in a position that you want to be in, taking advice from that person is completely irrelevant because you have different goals. You both want to be at different places in your life and you have different reasonings behind that. So that's the biggest piece of advice I can give. If you're going to take advice from somebody else, it's to make sure that they're doing something in life that you actually want to do for yourself and not just to take advice from somebody because you care about them and there's somebody that's important to you. Mm, preach it. Well, Joe has been dropping value bomb after value bomb throughout this interview, guys. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this like three times right now because I just got so <laughs> much value thrown at me. Um, but I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And Joe, thank you again so much for your time. I really Thanks, appreciate Thanks, guys, for having me on. I hope we, uh, we hope we get in touch soon. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.